Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I had just a reminder, uh, if you want um, the ushers to carry you a prayer card, now's a good time to do it while I'm giving announcements. So if you want to if you want an index card to put a prayer request on, just raise your hand while I'm doing these announcements and uh, we will make sure you get one. Um, just some reminders real quick. The kids, Handbells Choir, Mission Kids, and the Adult Bible Study continues tonight. Sunday the 30th. If you have, you have, if I think almost all of you who have children are probably already aware of this, but Pass the word around that. This is going to be different than the usual children's Sabbath because the children are going to be doing everything on the 30th. Everything except where Katie and those helping her have to guide them. The pastor, I'm not going to be doing the sermon. You've got to come here, these children give the sermon. This is on September the 30th, our combined meeting together fifth Sunday that comes around four times a year, that's September the 30th, be held in the sanctuary, and afterwards we're going to come over here and eat and fellowship and get to know each other better. So please, if you can, be part of that Sunday. Portrait sign-ups. How many of you already signed up to have your portrait taken? Oh, you got we got to get a better response than that. They were out there this morning signed up, but listen, go online, go to the memorial webpage, and click on the left-hand side. It takes you about one minute to register. It shows all the opening times that are available and register to get your portraits made. We really want you, especially I want you folks, to get your portraits made because we want to know each other better and everybody will get a copy of the pictorial directory for free and everybody will get an eight by 10 portrait for free and you don't have to buy anything at all. There's no pressure to buy anything. But if you do, <laughs> I noticed when I turned left, I lost my voice. When you do, uh, you will get, um, these pictures will be back in time for Christmas. But I did notice that there were some people out there signing up this morning as you come in. So you can sign up here at the church or you can sign up online. Okay. How many of you know that the Shannon's children have been raising money for the scoreboards? How many know that? Okay. Well, they are the ones who are standing outside the service, both services, every Sunday with the candy bars. One dollar, you get a candy bar, okay? I don't know how we're making any money because that's what they charged me the other day at the store for a candy bar was a dollar. But somehow or another, we're making profit. That money is going towards to replace these scoreboards that are broken. Now, I understand that it takes about $2,650 to, to fix one of these scoreboards. They have collected their short $450 as of Wednesday when they sent me this message. That's all, $450. The season's about here. So if you have a little sweet tooth urge as you leave today, buy a bar of candy and help these two young people, uh, uh, this is project that they're doing, which is a really great thing that they decide to do upon themselves. All right, we are, uh, Justin and Jenny Webb, where are y'all, come up. Justin and Jenny Webb have uh, moved here 
Uh, and they've been coming and attending, turn around where people can see you, not, and so instead of me, I'll stand behind you. <laughs> okay. And they have uh, been attending. They both are transferring to us, one from a, a Methodist church in South Carolina, one from a Methodist church in Virginia. And we are glad, and they're officially today becoming members of Memorial. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations Thank again. You. And make sure, y'all make sure you get to know these fine folks. And uh, let me tell you, you're not going to believe this, but they have a connection to a, to a Methodist minister. There's a lot, I don't know how many of y'all know this, but in this congregation, there's about, I don't know, maybe two dozen people who either have a Methodist minister that's somewhere in their family, either it's a child or uncle or a dad or, or they're retired and they're in this congregation now. And Jenny's dad and I uh, went through um, some of the stuff that we have to go through and he's now retired to become a minister. And so, so they are, they also have United Methodist minister connection, like so many of you do. So we're glad to welcome you guys. And say hello to your dad for me next time you see him. All right, then let us begin our worship together. Let's stand and sing today. skilled to understand what God has will, what God has planned. I only know at His right hand stands one who is my Savior. I take Him at His word and living, dying, let me breathe. My strength, my solace from the spring. And he who lives to be my king. Once died to be my savior. And he would leave his place on Simple man to die. You can. 
Just living, dying, let me bring my strength, my solace from the spring. That he who lives to be my king once died to be my Savior. You bow your heads and pray with me. Lord, we are so grateful for that. We are so grateful that you died for us, Lord, just to set us free. Lord, we praise your name this morning. We lift you high. We lift you high above all else in our lives, Lord. Let everything right now just melt away, all the stress melt away, and all of the worry and all of the guilt and anything, Lord, that's hindering us from worship this morning. Let us just strip it all away so that we can focus on you. Lord, help us just to lift our eyes to you this morning. And this week, in your name I pray. Amen. When I cannot feel When my wounds won't heal Lord, I humbly kneel Hidden in you Lord, you are my life, so I don't mind to die, just as long as I If I could just sit with you a while If you could just hold me Nothing can touch me though I want it though I die could just sit with you a while. I need you to hold me moment by moment till forever passes by. When I can
turn and greet your neighbor. And children, if you will come up to the carpet for our children's moments. Good morning, everybody. How are y'all? Good. How many of you like to play games? You like to play games? What are some games you like to play? Anybody? What's a game you like to play? Eli? I like to play a dolphin game. What game do you like to play? Oh, sorry. I remember that game. I don't think I played Sorry Revenge, though. Yes. Guess who? Guess who? Hide and go seek. Four Corners, y'all got some good games. Tag, what's another one? Simon Says. Okay, then you guys are going to do really good this morning because we're going to play a game called Who Am I? Okay? All right. I am going to give you some clues about a person in the Bible. And if you think you know who I'm talking about, I want you to raise your hand, okay? And tell me. You ready? All right. Let's start out with, oh, don't look. Let's start out with a kind of an easy one. You ready? All right, um, I lived, but I was never born. I gave all the animals their names. I lived in a beautiful garden called Eden, and I was the very first man. Who was it? Adam, that's right. Good job. Okay, let's try another one. Um, what about this one? I was a young woman who found favor with God. I was chosen to do something great. I was visited by an angel, and I became the mother of God's only son. Any ideas who I'm talking about? God, that's a good guess. Any other ideas? Mary. You guys are really good at this. Okay, let's do one more, but I'm going to do a challenging one. Are you ready? All right. I was a tax collector. I cheated people out of their money. I was very, very small and I might be found up a tree. Any ideas? Zacchaeus, you got me. I couldn't trick y'all. All right, well, you know, I think Jesus liked to play the game, Who Am I Too? One day, he was with his disciples, and he asked them, Who do men say that I am? One of the disciples said, Some say you are John the Baptist. Another one said, some say you are Elijah or one of the prophets. But who do you say that I am, asked Jesus. And Peter said, you are the Christ. And you know what? Peter was right. Did you know that there are still many people today who don't know who Jesus is? And if you ask, they might say something like, well, he was a great teacher. Or some might say he was a great religious leader. They don't know what Peter knew. They don't know what you and I know. They don't know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Will you pray with me? Dear Jesus, we know who you are. You are God's only Son, the Savior of the world. Amen.
I don't know how many of you know Amy Leonard, but Amy Leonard was in the hospital this past week, and we want to remember her as we do go through our time of prayer. Let us pray. Oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. Oh glorious God, your grace is poured upon us. We delight in it. We join with all the company of heaven and all the company on earth who know you and offer our praise. We are reminded this day that you provided everything we need, even the means of salvation. But your ways are not our ways. We must confess when we go about our own plans instead of waiting for you, O oh Lord, to guide us and give us direction. Uh, when we are good at speaking of our faith but not doing of our faith. O oh Lord, when we do these things, we dishonor you. And we pray this day, O oh God, that you'd have mercy upon us, that you'd rescue us from all those things that are faults that are within us, keep us from sin, that we might be able to stand before you once more. And remind us that the power of the Holy Spirit is with us for guidance, for the words that we speak and for the works that we do. And may, may we always be reminded that we do these things to honor you and encourage others and to build up the kingdom of God. The way of the life of bearing the cross is not easy, but we are here, O oh Lord, as your disciples, and we pray your strength as we go about bearing our crosses each day. O oh Lord, we lift up to you these prayers to heaven. We lift them to you, O oh God, and all those this day who are burdened, burdened with physical distress or who struggle with relationship issues or who have confusion and emptiness in their life, whose spirits uh, need uh, recharging, those who are... We pray, O oh God, that you would lead us all in the ways of eternal life and that you would find what we do and say, and as we worship and pray, that they would be acceptable to you, O God. For we come and with this day with one mind and one spirit and one voice, praying the prayers you have taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Well, we're still looking at James. You may be tired of James by now. How many of you read James last week? Did anybody read James? I got a few hands, a few that were, what, what was this? This got a halfway hand. You halfway read it? <laughs> All right. Anyway, the thing is about James is James constantly brings our attention to those areas in our life that need attention. And yes, sometimes we don't like to be told that we have faults and that we do things wrong, but if we are to be those disciples that Christ wants us to be, we must be forever looking at these admonitions. And in the book of James chapter 3, beginning at verse 7, we have an admonition about our tongue. 
With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you. We thank you for these words. We know that we have issues, but we thank you that you come to us and talk to us and guide us. Give us an opportunity to do what is right. We pray in your name. Amen. Now everybody here has a condition. Everybody. No one's exempt from it. Everyone here has this condition that lies dormant until the worst possible moment when it manifests itself and causes us a lot of pain. And I'm going to suggest to you today three keys to keeping this under control, to keeping this condition suppressed. This condition is foot and mouth disease. Some of, you, some of you already this morning, I bet you if we ever got here, had this condition flare up in your life. Let me give you some examples just in case you don't know what I'm talking about. There was a new clerk working in the produce section of the grocery store and, and a customer came up to him and said, I want to buy half a head of lettuce. He didn't know what to do, so he said, I'll go back and ask the manager. Well, he didn't know, but the, the customer followed him. So he gets to the manager, the customer's behind him, he doesn't know that, but he says this. This condition reared its ugly head. He said, there's some stupid old bag out here who wants to buy half a head of lettuce. This foot and mouth disease rears itself constantly. Later, they asked the young man, what in the world were you thinking? And he, and, and he was asked, where are you from? And the boy said, well, I'm from Toronto, Canada, where the hockey players are beautiful and the women are ugly. And the manager said, my wife is from Canada. <laughs> you know, someone once said that the tongue is a wet place and we can slip very easily and hurt ourselves, okay? Let me give you one more. Three men went fishing one day they were talking about their sins, and they decided to confess their sins. And so one confessed his sin, the next one confessed his sin, the third one, he didn't want to confess up. So finally they asked him, they convinced him, you've got to confess your sin, like the rest of us. And he says, well, the reason I didn't want to confess my sin is because I just love gossip, and I can't wait to get home and tell what I just heard. Foot and mouth disease affects many people in many ways. But James cautions us that, if, that we need to admit what comes out of our mouths is not always funny like these examples I gave you. Sometimes it's very, very hurtful. Sometimes it causes a lot of pain. So how can we keep our foots out of our mouths? Well, I think there's three keys. Here's the three keys. First of all, never underestimate. Never underestimate the tongue for good or bad. Never underestimate it. 
If I say some words right now, you are going to know them automatically. I have a dream. Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. Right? You see, words have power. They have power to encourage and to destroy. Words have power. Never underestimate. Never underestimate the power of the words that will come out of your mouth. Second, listen carefully. Listen carefully to what you are saying. Listen carefully to what you are saying. Sometimes uh, people will come to me and they'll ask me, you know, what they can do to solve a situation. And I will tell them, I say, you can't do anything about that person. You have no control over that person. But you have got control over yourself. You can make decisions about yourself that will help you to adapt in the situation. You have your words that come out and you must listen carefully to what you are saying. And the third key, ask God for help. Ask God for help. You may want to ask God for help first, not last, but ask God for help is one of the keys. Now listen, we, can't, we must not underestimate the tongue. It needs to be carefully watched. It needs to be consistently controlled. And if our tongues run wild, we will hang ourselves with our tongue. And this is all through the scripture. Proverbs 21, 23 says, He who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from calamity. That's a good memory verse. He who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from calamity. James in this chapter describes uh, putting a bit on a wild animal uh, to control it. And he says, this is the way we should look upon our tongues, is wild and need in that type of control. One of the things I know you've all heard, how many of you ever heard your mama or your grandmama or your aunt or somebody say, count to ten before you speak, okay? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That seems like a long time, doesn't it? Basically, what they're telling you is keep your mouth shut. <laughs> You'd be better off most of the time just to keep your mouth shut and to listen. Listen. We don't do enough listening, I think, in our society to each other. Everyone talks over everybody. You, I mean, you, there's not enough listening going on. So keep control of your tongue by listening, by listening. Uh, there's a prayer in Psalms 141.3 that says, Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord, and keep watch over the door of my lips. Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord, and keep watch over the door of my lips. Psalm 141.3. That's another good memory verse for you. So the first thing is don't underestimate the power of the tongue for good or evil. Second, key in dealing with our tongue is to always listen to what our tongue is saying. You see, what we say says something about us. Unless we are listening to ourselves, we'll miss the message. You know, James is a careful observer, I believe, of human nature. And he observes, and I just read to you, that with our tongue we praise the Lord and then we turn around and curse men. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. And then he talks about both fresh and salt water flowing from the same spring. We all know that 
that's not true, but it should bother us, it seems to me like, that we could be in here praising God today and then as we leave here, cuss the person that cuts us off in traffic, okay? Now, how many of you guilty of that? We're all guilty of that. You know, I, my wife, I'm going to talk about her, she's not here. <laughs> she's constantly telling me I need to watch what I say. You need to listen to what you're saying. I used to be a whole lot worse than I am now. And one time, let me tell you what she did. She taped me. Unbeknownst to me, she taped me. And then she played it back. And I was really, really upset that she had taped me. No, I'm not saying. I was really upset with what was coming out of my mouth. Because I was being overly critical. I was being arrogant. I was being really just not nice with what I was saying. And I knew I had to get that under control. The condition of our heart is from what comes out of our mouths. And Jesus taught this in Matthew 12, 34. He says, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The condition of our heart determines the content of our words. What comes out of our mouths tells something very important about who we are because it reveals what's in our heart. So we should listen carefully to ourselves. Never underestimate the power of the tongue. Listen carefully to what your tongue is saying. I love the story of a minister who was making a wooden trellis to support a climbing vine. And he was pounding away and he noticed a little boy walked up, one of the neighbor boys walked up and was watching him. The youngster didn't say a word, so the preacher just kept on working, thinking the boy would leave, but he didn't. Pleased at the thought that his work was being admired, <laughs> the pastor finally said, Well, son, are you trying to pick up some pointers? on how to build a trellis or how to work in the garden. And the boy said, no, I'm just waiting to hear what a preacher says when he hits his thumb with a hammer. <laughs> well, my friends, here's the bottom line. Oftentimes, when the hammer hits, a life comes, other people really wouldn't recognize us from what comes out of our mouths. And so we must recognize that the problem is not with the hammer, it's the person holding the hammer. The problem is the condition of our heart. And the only way to change the condition of our hearts, very simple, is we must humble ourselves and turn to God, and that's the third key. Ask God for help. Get God on your side. Get God to show you your shortcomings. Get God to help you to make a change we need to pray another prayer that's found in Psalms. This is another good memory verse. Psalm 51.10 Create in me a pure heart, O God, and make my spirit right again. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and make my spirit right again. You see, if our hearts are right within us and before God, our tongues will speak 
slowly, after they have listened carefully, they will speak and they will speak those things that encourage each other and build up the faith. Be encouragers. Be doers. Not just hearers, but be encouragers. And when we are encouraging other folks, you'd be surprised at how often we get encouraged. It makes a real difference in our own life when we're encouraging other people. So remember now, there's three keys to this. Three keys to this. To keep that foot and mouth disease under control because I don't think you can ever get rid of it. It just is suppressed. But to keep it suppressed and under control, remember to understand the power of words. Never underestimate the power of your words for good or evil. Never underestimate that. Second, listen carefully to what you're saying. The best way is to listen carefully to what you're saying. But we go a whole week and listen to what you're saying. Write it down. Get other people to tell you. To get your wife to tape it if you need to. But so that you can hear what you're saying in those moments when you're not, when you're at your most authentic self. And that's the thing, folks. When we're at our most authentic self, sometimes what comes out of our mouths we, will be, we are mostly ashamed of. So recognize the power. Listen carefully. Does it encourage or discourage? And third, humble yourself before God and ask God to help you. Ask God to help you with this and all things that afflict you. Ask God to give you strength. Ask God to give you healing. Ask God. And the only way you can get around to asking God is to first listen to God. Listen to God. It seems to me like the theme it runs out throughout, throughout James is very simple. It's doing. It's doing what we believe. It's doing what we know is right. It's doing what we know will help, not hurt. It's being compassionate. It's being consistent. It's being loving. It's taking the time it's remembering to calm down, <laughs> lay it down, slow down. It's remembering those things. Now next week we're going to wrap this up with a little heavenly wisdom. In other words, when James gets through giving all these admonitions, there's a little, like the last chapter there, he does a little summation of it all, and I've called it heavenly wisdom. And in, in, in my opinion, and if we just take these things into us, We'll all be better folks. We'll be better disciples. We'll be, have better relationships. We'll be better in our families, in our workplaces, our schoolyards, our communities. But anyway, I, we wrap it up next week. Then we'll, then we'll have the children in our combined service. Then October the 7th, which is first Sunday in October, we, we have communion at 11 o'clock, and we begin um, a new set of looking at things. In, in both services. but And we also have a baptism. Just so you'll know, we got a bunch of baptisms coming up. But anyway, okay, so what are they? What are they? Wait a minute, let me back up. I, er, what would we talk about the first Sunday? What was it? Slow down. Calm down. Lay it down. What was last week's? Walk around and do. Be compassionate and consistent. Walk around and be compassionate and consistent. And Mercy triumphs judgment. Mercy triumphs judgment. And tonight, today, what is it? 
we need to do first? Don't underestimate the power of words. The second is what? Listen carefully to what is coming out of your mouth. See, don't worry about what's coming out of other people's mouths because you can't do nothing about that, but you can do something about yours. And you can do how you react to people. And thirdly, ask God. Ask God for help. Ask God for help. Let's, uh, let's uh, have our affirmation of faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope in life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let our ushers come forward now as we receive our offerings and our tithes. With signs and wonders are enough for me to prove to you. Don't you know I've always loved you? Even before there was time. Though you turn away, I tell you still. Don't you know I've always loved you? And I always will. Greater love has not a man than the one who gives his life to He would do anything That's just what I'm gonna do for you Don't you know I've always loved you Even before there was time Will you turn away? I tell you still Don't you know I've You know I've always loved you Even before there was time Will you turn away? I tell you still Don't you know I've always loved you 
a tired and broken heart I can tell by your eyes you think you're on your own but you're not alone Have you heard of the one who can calm the raging sea Give sight to the blind Pull the lame up to their With a love so strong, never let you go. Oh, you're not alone. And you will be safe in His arms. You will be safe in His arms. Cause the hands that hold the world are holding your heart. This is the You know that the voice that brings the dead to life Is the very same voice that calls you now to rise So hear him now, he's calling you home You'll never be alone that built the mountains, the hands that calm the seas. These are the arms that hold the heavens. They are holding you and me. These are the hands that heal the leper, pull the lame up to their feet. These are the arms that were nailed to the cross to break our chains and set us free. 
You will be safe in his arms. You will be safe in his arms. Cause the hands that hold the world are holding your heart. This is the promise. safe in his arms. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit, may they be yours this day and each day. Amen. Shine like the sun. 